Good morning, Wallace, and welcome to the Local Paleo Show. Thank you, Alain. Thank you, Mark. Thank, I really appreciate your invitation. I'm looking forward to chatting. It's our pleasure. Uh, good morning, Mark. How are you, you doing? I'm wonderful, thank you. Can never complain because no one listens anyway. That's true, that's true. So, Wallace, uh, you are the co-founder of Starseed. You found Sacha Inchi, is that the proper way to say it? Yes, Sacha Inchi is the name of the seed in Quechua, which is the language of the, of the Andes, uh, which okay. Sacha means uh, wild, Inchi means nut. Right. Uh, it's not a nut, but uh, that's the original name. There's no, there's no name for it yet in Spanish or English. We, we call it Starseed, but Sacha Inchi is the local name. Okay, and uh, you found these in the Amazon forests of Peru. But let's start to talk about you first. Uh, what is your professional background and how did you come to Starseeds? How did, did you discover Starseeds? Well, I, I studied uh, business economics uh, as an undergraduate uh, student. Um, and then uh, later on, I did a um, master's uh, in regional economic development. Um, but uh, before that, um, I, I grew up in Peru. I, I, I mean, throughout my um, college years, I went, through, uh, I went to an American school in, in, in Peru. So I was kind of just like raised with the notion that I that I should study in the U.S. Um, for my, for my undergraduate uh, and so on. Um, so indeed, after, after, upon I, upon my high school graduation, I ended up uh, going to Austin, Texas, and um, and after you know once I got there, I I ended up staying almost a decade in the U.S. altogether, and then I went and then I came back. To all right, so um, how did you discover the star seeds and decided to make a business out of it? Well, so I was, I was telling you a little bit about this. We, well, I had been, uh, after studying, I had, I, I worked in, 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 um, in Texas as well. I, I was a loan officer uh, for SBA loans in around Central Texas. So I, saw, I got a, to a bunch of small businesses around Central Texas and got to learn a lot about managing resources and, and taking ideas to, to fruition. Um, and then I went on to, 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 then, uh, to uh, then I went to LA and I, and I studied there a, a couple of years, do my master's. But, um, after that, I also uh, worked some. I went to Washington, D.C. I worked for a few uh, international development organizations to, uh, briefly. Um, when I left uh, Peru to go study in the U.S., Peru was in a tough spot. We, we had um, – the economy was in terrible shape. We had terrorism as well. It was, um, it was getting very violent. 
even in the city and from Lima. Uh, and even though this uh, uprising uh, started happening up in the in the Andes, it, it spread throughout the country and it got all the way to the city. So growing up, uh, it was often to it was often that we would you know hear a few bombs here and there, and then lights would come out. So it was it was just a, a, a it was tough times, uh, but by and so and then I went to, to the U.S. to study. But by the time my by the time I had you know already studied and I was working in the U.S., the country had had really changed. I would go back home every once or twice a year, and I would see the change. Uh, it was more peaceful. The economy was growing. So as time. Uh, past, I my, my my desire to go to to go back to Peru started growing. So at one point, I said, you know, if I don't go back now, I'm never going back. So I just take uh, uh, my bags and, and came back. And one of the first, w without really any plans, uh, I was just going back. Um, so home called back, and I. And as soon as I got here, there was a, a, um, a chance to buy land in the Amazon. Uh, mm. A few uh, friends from childhood, they were orga organizing a reforestation project. And I uh, surely joined. It caught my attention that land could be so cheap. Um, so I you know, purchased you know, quite a chunk of land, and, and the idea was to start... Um, planting trees, native species of trees, start reforesting Peru. So, uh, ideally, a uh, um, great place for reforestation, but the reforestation industry here is still yet quite underdeveloped. Um, mm. So, so that put me into the into the jungle. We I started going back and forth all the time um, just to get to my my piece of land. I'd have to. Um, drive like 14 hours over the Andes and then uh, take a very small Cessna old uh, plane in very bad shape and land in very sketchy uh, landing strips. And um, from there we, we take um, an hour or so boat rides just to get to the land. And, and, and my, my colleague Juan Manuel, who's my childhood buddy, uh, co-founder of Star C2, he he had also lived in in Austin. He also pretty much did, done very similar um, to me. He he graduated school, went to the U.S., started you know studied, uh, worked, did his um, masters. So it coincidentally we both uh, went back at the same time, and we both bought bought land in the jungle with the same group of childhood friends and. Um, got really obsessed about the Amazon uh, as we mm -hmm. came back and forth. Just just to get to the land was quite the journey. Uh, we'd see all kinds of very strange things happen along the way, and we just um, we would just go back and forth and reforestation. Uh, shortly after we started, we realized that a lot of our our neighbors, neighboring communities, couldn't get into reforestation because it, it was too long term. So even though we were uh, working with a few um, species, local species of trees that 
grow fairly quickly. Uh, um, I mean, we, we were uh, diversifying the types of woods and trees that we that we worked with, but even even the shortest, the the ones that took the lesser time to grow, they were too long for small communities around us. They were pretty much living day to day. So we realized that the that approach might be challenging to achieve economies of scale, but more importantly, as we were there, we started seeing a lot of the um, challenges facing the Amazon, a lot of the problems. We'd see a lot of um, deforestation happening from um, a lot of cattle grazing, unplanned cattle grazing, a lot of people bringing in cows from uh, different parts, especially the coast over to the jungle, and that deforests very quickly. We see a lot of subsistence agriculture, people not knowing what to do with their land, just uh, doing uh, very uh, very cheap crops, uh, low-priced crops, just to uh, subsist, uh, like corn and yuca, and things that they can only sell at a local market uh, for very low prices. We see a lot of uh, coca, uh, and cocaine, a lot of the cocaine business around us, a lot of planes flying over us all the time, um, mm. strips of land that were um, uh, airports. We, we were in a, in a part of the, um, of the jungle. It was, I mean, not, not too far from, from the city, but quite, um, quite under uh, no control. Um, so so we, see, we, we see a lot of the problems and uh, evidently reforestation wasn't going to fix things quickly. So that's when our focus started uh, turning into like uh, quicker, um, quicker solutions. And, and in, in, in one of these um, treks we were doing uh, with Juan, my buddy, we we found this fruit. Um, it's this green star sh- star shaped fruit. A lot of people ask us if it's a uh, star fruit, but it's not. Even though it looks a little bit like it, it's it's not. It's a uh, it's a little bit uh, smaller, but it's heavier. It's this beautiful green pot, um, and it just called their attention, and we looked at it, and that's how we ran into it. Just about on a, you know, a wild bush, we saw it, we grabbed it, and we started asking about it. And, um, we went to um, neighboring communities around us, and we started asking how they used it, and found out uh, that they put it into different stews. Sometimes they use the fruit, sometimes they uh, let it dry and the green star uh, shaped fruit turns into um, a lighter um, a, a lighter weight, a dark brown um, a star and uh, then they crack it open and they get to the seeds um, and they put it into just different stews and concoctions. And they use the fruit in, in um, different ways, but that's how we ran into such ancient. Uh, we then sent the, the seeds to the lab, and we were blown away by the nutrition. We also found out that some professor at Cornell University had studied uh, this plant as part of his uh, studies in the jungle, uh, found out it had omega-3, but I guess this is uh, back in the 80s, so omega-3 uh, mm-hmm. wasn't uh, so... Um, Prominent and so it sort of like flew under the radar for a while until until we we uh, we, we took it to a lab and 
since then, we've been working really hard to uh, take it to market. Right, so decided uh, to, instead of replanting trees, you planted a f food crop that could not only start a business, but also support the local communities. Correct, yes. We, we found it wild, so one of the first things we had to do was plant it ourselves and figure yes. out where this could be uh, you know, cultivated and, and uh, taken care of and, 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 and how to handle a, plant, a plantation. It, it grows very quickly. Um, yeah. It's not a tree. So, and it's a perennial plant. It, it produces all the time, so it's very labor intensive. Yeah. We, so we had, we tried just uh, dozens of um, methodologies and played around with many variables in, in, in planting the seed uh, in our own land. Uh, both uh, uh, Juan and I uh, tried many different methods and, and we, you know, we, Try to hire as many experts as as possible uh, to guide us. Uh, really, at the end, uh, it, it ended up being a lot of trial and error. But once we um, once we figured a few things out uh, of what to do and what not to do and how to handle a plantation, how to uh, um, um, harvest, do some post harvesting. We, with that knowledge, we then um, went um, to communities around us to, to tell them a little bit about our experience and how, how to manage a small plantation. And uh, a lot of the communities we went to, they had, they'd always known about uh, such an and uh, they, they consumed it and they would uh, pick it, but nobody had ever made it. Um, so, you know, we had to, you know, get over that, that hurdle of, um, gaining their trust. That was a tough one. <laughs> to say yeah. that, uh, we were kicked out of many, many communities. Thrown, uh, uh, just, just kicked out. Nobody. I mean, we're, we're not from the Amazon originally. So, so in a way, they almost see us, even though I'm as Peruvian as, as such a inchi, uh, right. they, they, it's very hard to, to earn people's trust, especially in the jungle. People over there have been um you know, they've been taken advantage prior to this by, by you know, many industries and people. And so once we started working with a few communities and, and, and doing a lot of technical training, farm schools, and, being, doing, and, and having a lot of presence. So basically, along this, this path, we had to be there all the time uh, just, uh, just to uh, make them feel at least, even though even though it's a seed that they had always known, you know, it's something mm. that is, is, is part of their upbringing, and and, and, and star seed has been consumed for over three thousand years. But right. uh, but uh, but then again, when when so so Peru has a, a colonial history, and and, and when um, when the Spanish came uh, to Peru, they. I guess they suppressed a lot of the local uh, customs and even some of the foods. Uh, uh, they brought in their own um, yeah. grapes and different things. But um, so a lot of these these uh, foods and, and ingredients were sort of kept kept um, 
uh, hidden from from many. Like I'm, I'm from Peru. I had never ever heard of such age, and most of the population had never even heard of it. But uh, just like just like there's such age, there's many of them, uh, many of those superfoods of sorts that are that were kept uh, uh, hidden. Um, right. So what made you decide to offer them to the American paleo and keto public? Well, that really ended up happen, happening um, coincidentally. We, in the beginning, we were just, uh, we were just um, uh, on a path to figure out what to do in the jungle and, and how, to, how to make, um, um, come with sustainable solutions to what was going on, to what, what is going on in, in, the, in the Amazon rainforest. Uh, there's a, you know there's a lot of cocaine there's a lot of e informal and illegal mining there's a lot of subsistence uh, agriculture and this and this is um, this is deforestation is happening very quickly I mean we'd see it we'd see it uh, 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 we see how land changed from beautiful lush forest into grass very quickly mm. uh, so that that was sort of like our first um, uh, objective, just uh, figuring things out. We we started planting cacao. We started planting achote, which is this beautiful food colorant as well, or natto. Um, and then we realized that we needed to do something that was as that that could harv that could be harvested as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. um, no, really, people in the jungle. Most of the communities are are quite poor economically. Even though they have all the resources around them, they they rely a lot on on just uh, subsistence crops and re even renting their land to uh, to cattle grazers. Who then um, uh, who in an organ unorganized manner then leave leave uh, just grass, uh, and then the, you know the, the the small farmer is is um, sort of trapped in this vicious cycle of poverty. And so that was our first, um, our first objective. But then as we started uh, processing it and, 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 and coming up with, a, 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 with an ingredient for, for, for the market, we started realizing some of its attributes. Mm -hmm. And um, we started learning a lot more about the industry and, and some of the uh, ingredients out there in the world and how... Um, Darcy compared to a lot of these, and we found out um, not only the amount of omega-3 in it and, you know, fat in the beginning, even as we started, the project wasn't such a great thing. Uh, that, that eventually changed. It's also a seed. It's not a legume. Uh, so we ended up realizing that we were one of the few options out there as a, as a, uh, uh, for the paleo world. It's, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, even the word sacha inchi means wild nut. Sacha mm -hmm. is wild inchi means nut, but it's really not a nut, it's a seed. It's big. It's quite big as a seed. This right. is a seed. Um, it's a lot bigger than perhaps a, a chia or a hemp or a flaxseed. Um, and it has a little bit of a nutty taste to it and it has a nutty crunch to it. Mm. Uh, but it's really a seed, so then we started um, uh, realizing that, that a sow uh, 
it doesn't have uh, any of the net carbs that, that nuts uh, have at different, in different degrees. So starseed is net carb zero. So the more we started learning about it, we realized that this is perfect uh, for, for both the uh, keto and the paleo world, for example. Mm. Uh, it's also a great alternative to anybody that doesn't want to eat nuts for other reasons, perhaps allergies. It's mm -hmm. a, not an allergen. Um, right. As a source of protein and uh, omega-3 and antioxidants, it's, it's plant-based. So, uh, so that also uh, triggers a big market for us. Yeah. So all these, hap all these things happened uh, just, uh, just on the go. It's not like we, we targeted first. We just really started all in the, in the jungle trying to figure things out. So I noticed you insist on, on um, saying that Sasha Inchi is a seed, not a nut. Why do you make the difference? Well, for one, um, I think in general, um, people are looking uh, now not only for health, but also clean ingredients. And, um, you know, there's different types of nuts out there, but... Uh, uh, like I said, there's a lot of allergies, and that's that's one of the first things we noticed. It's not a ground nut. It's not a tree nut. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, people think of it as a nut, even even as um, as we've been, um, you know, uh, growing and and opening some markets. Uh, people start calling it like the Inca peanut, but uh, but it, we. Because it's a seed, it's also loaded in nutrition. You know, mm -hmm. yes, seeds have a lot of nutrition. It's particularly this one. It has. Um, it's just loaded in omega three. It's very stable omega three because we eventually ended up finding that it's also. Uh, so we take the seed, we press, we cold press the seed, and we get this. You know, beautiful, very tasty oil, very pleasant to the palate. Um, and, and, and we started um, selling the oil like all other seed oils um, or omega-3 oils do, like very, be very careful, refrigerate, not, not play around too much with it. But then we started realizing that it's also very stable. Uh, we have to refrigerate it. Uh, we sell it very well in Japan, and in Japan they started using it for cooking. And uh, that's when we found out you know, to our surprise, we en we ended up finding the amount of uh, antioxidants in in the seed and in the oil. Uh, we we found out that it's the oil with the highest content of antioxidants of any oil that I know of in general. So those antioxidants protect the omega three from breaking apart. So that mm -hmm. that uh, dynamic is super important for us as well because uh, stable sources of of omega three are scarce. Yes, few and far between. So. So that was a big, big on us. So in general, the seed is just loaded in nutrition. So, so that's what I, I usually tend to communicate. You know? It has it has the nutrition of a seed, but the but the crunch and the and the, and the and a little bit of the taste of a nut. So that opens up a, a, a sort of this um, new alternatives to a lot of people that are looking for something different. Mm -hmm. I found a, I found a new use for uh, your butter, your seed butter, mm -hmm. um, I just, you send me a few pouches and I, uh, I squeeze a pouch in my hot chocolate in the morning and blend it. 
<laughs> and so not only it um, what I'm working, it keeps me, you know, going, but uh, the protein and the, the nutrients and it keeps me fed. Actually, I don't really feel like eating lunch at all uh, while I'm drinking my, my hot chocolate. So it's a, technically it's a paleo chocolate because it has healthy fats in it. And uh, plus the added flavor of the, the seed. So uh, thank you for that because that's a, that's a great idea of how to use it. Uh, I do realize that the PowerShell used to be uh, basically eaten on the go. You just squeeze them, right? Squeeze them in your mouth and you just eat them. Or you can put them on the cracker or something like this. Mm -hmm. But I prefer to put it in my uh, hot chocolate in the morning. So that's... Yeah, ab absolutely. It's very, in that sense, it's because of, because of its fat content, it's very satiating. Um, and also, you know, as, as a net carb zero uh, butter, um, it's, it's perfect in pretty much to add, to, uh, to, to keep you on the go without, without, without um, uh, having to add too many carbs. But uh, we were just at, um, at this, at this um, keto show, uh, KetoCon in Austin, and we, yes. we started, uh, we, we saw a lot of people taking the pouch and, and putting it into coffee. The, the butter, butter yeah. pouch. So that was a new one for me. <laughs> yeah, we, we can be creative as humans, right? <laughs> so um, moving on to uh, the actual operation, the, the way your company operates from growing to processing to the final delivery and sales. Can you describe the steps? So you, you grow the seed. So is it, you say it's not a tree. Is it a bush or is it growing in the, in the earth? How does it? No, it's like a vine. It's a, it, it's a bush and, and the seed starts um, almost, oh, it's, it's, so, so it'll crawl up to seeking light. Uh, yes. It'll crawl uh, all the way up. So we help farmers just kind of like keep it uh, to a certain height so that they can also harvest. But if you, if there's a tree right next to it, it will go all the way to the top of the tree. Wow. Uh, it's like a vine. Um, mm. So in general, what we do is um, now with, with the know-how of, of how to manage a small organic plantation, we, we, um, and, and, and having earned the trust and, and made a lot of people um, uh, realize that this is an, an alternative source of income um, for small farmers in the jungle. We, so, so in the beginning, they, wouldn't trust, they, they really wouldn't trust us now that they can see that the operation is legit and that, we can, and that they, it's an alternative, a great source of, of income for them. We, the tables have turned a little bit. They... They want to join our network, so we have to make sure that we align the market to our growing demand. Um, so one of the first things we do is we go to small communities throughout, spread throughout the Amazon rainforest of Peru. Um, and one of the first things we do is we scout, uh, we scout these, these um, uh, communities to make sure that they're uh, culturally organic. They're not used to uh, using pesticides or herbicides. Or that they, right. um, that they, that they're, um, 
naturally or culturally organic. And once we, once we make sure of that, um, we start working with, a, with the leaders of that community. And then we, um, we help them organize. A lot of the places that we work with, they're not that organized. They, so mm-hmm. in general, as a, as a community, they, sometimes they lack, um, well, for one, they've never worked with a company before. A lot of the work we're doing is really revolutionary, even though it sounds so simple. It's yeah. really quite, quite revolutionary because very few companies reach communities. It's usually right. um, the intermediary of the intermediary of the intermediary who's buying anything there uh, to end up in the market. But so, so we, we help them organize and we, we help them uh, choose a president, you know, vice president, a secretary, a treasurer, and they, they, then they pick a, a site where we, could, we can put a, a hauling machine and, a, and sort of like a station where, where they can um, gather the seeds. Usually uh, a small town in the jungle will be, you know, just, just the town, but the, but the, but the every every farmer has land maybe a half an hour an hour even two three hours away from that small town so mm-hmm. they bring in their seeds into this um into town into this, this uh, station or, or post harvest post harvesting station as we call it and we um we help them organize that and they they you know they they, they start um, working democratically, they, they choose, they raise their hand. A lot of them, the communities we work with are uh, native, uh, legally native communities. So there's, there's sometimes there's an apu, which is the, like the chief of sorts. Mm-hmm. If it's involved in, in um, also, you know, assigning by, by um, specifically assigning somebody with no vote, uh, just yeah. assigning somebody. Sometimes other communities, they are very democratic and they vote and they, they choose a few of the leaders to handle the operation and they create this um, uh, such ancient growing association. Uh, uh, so that's where the process starts. We start doing a lot of uh, farm schools and training and then um, we're, because such, the, the, just the seed in general is producing all the time. Uh, a typical farm, uh, or a typical farmer has to go to, to their plantation at least once every 10, 15 days to harvest mm-hmm. out the year for many years. So it's very right. intensive that way. Um, so we, that means we have to be there buying all the time, pretty much. Uh, right. Weekly or bi-weekly, depends where. Um, so there's a lot of, not, not only of, of us going there to, doing, to do the actual purchase of the seeds, but also just having a lot of presence and, and, you know, they share a lot of their problems, you know, how um, we, we get a lot of, we're, we're like um, the local psychologist. We get yeah. a lot of, their, uh, a lot of their, their input and complaints about different things. And, you know, you know, governments are usually very uh, um, far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we place different roles. Uh, right, so um, moving along, um, the the seeds are harvested. Then what's the next step? The drying, right? Yep. Yeah. So so they they have these drying beds that we prepare on every community. 
they place them on top. They they have a, a transparent sheet over them, and they, they just the, the heat in the jungle makes them dry up. Then when they're ready, they go into these hauling machines. Once they're in their very last um, uh, uh, shell or or or, or hull, uh, that's when that's when we transport them over to our factory. In, okay. in the, so we get the seeds from different parts of the jungle into the factory, and mm-hmm. the factory we we crack it we crack the very last layer out, and yeah. we get different things out of it: the oil, the seeds, um, the the protein, the butter. We just yeah. um, make different things out of this out of the. I really like the snacks. Yeah, the snacks are very tasty, um, especially like the one with covered with chocolate. Oh, you've you had those, huh? Yeah, yeah. Alan gets all the treats. Yeah, <laughs> Mark is jealous. <laughs> very, very. No one ever says. Well, yeah, someone has to do the hard work and and try and taste everything, right? I know. I, mean, I know. I'm, you, I'm putting, you got the short straw, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm putting my life on the line here. Uh, you make the sacrifice every week. I know that, Alan. I know. I know. It's a tough job, but someone <laughs> Right. Uh, so. Um, can you tell us an idea what, like, how many pounds per week or per month, and and what's the following process? So you, you have different products. You have the the, the snacks or the nuts. Uh, you have the butters, the oil, and the protein powder, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so, then you obviously you package all of this, and then. And then you have um, you ship them to different countries from then on. And what kind of volume sort of um, do you handle? Well, well, because because um, we st- we had to get traction quickly once we once we started. Well, we made a lot of promises in the jungle, but people started trusting us. Started trusting us. So instead of so, the first thing we did we started um, uh, offering the ingredients to different uh, industries. So we we. A star seed, we have the you know the, um, the consumer goods um, and the snacks that you've tried and the butter, etc. But we we started really selling the ingredients. We really started selling the re- ingredients first for the personal care business, and we still cater to the personal care, the cosmetic market. Um, so, for example, we on just on the oil or the or the protein, we used to throw the protein away before we, we figured out how to how to uh, process it and get it to market. Plant protein business also grew very quickly, and um, so in general, we're you know every so every seed um, half of the seed is fat in the seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other the other uh, half is is this cake that we that we get from pressing the seed, and that's that's mm-hmm. the protein powder. But it, um, just for example, on the oil or the protein, we're processing over you know 20, 20 plus tons every month or so. Wow. Uh, but uh, now we've um, and, and we also do and, and well the seeds uh, in, in uh, as a as a standalone seeds we also sell to, to some industry you know you can put it into granolas and you know chocolate bars etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes. Uh, yes. We, we sell so you basically you basically created a whole new business with these nuts because nobody knew about them before that, which is quite Absolutely. amazing, quite impressive. Absolutely. 
not only that, but all, you also help in process. You help all these tribes, Amazon tribes. Have you seen a, I suppose you've seen a positive change, improvement in their life and the lifestyle? Oh, it's massive. It's huge. It's, it's in the sense that we've, um, I personally started knocking on a few doors in communities that I know very well and, and uh, that I visit every once in a while now and they're, their houses are now made of brick and cement and they have direct TV. One of the first things they love to get is direct TV <laughs> to the world. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of the, the associated farmers, they send their kids to school. When we, okay. uh, a lot of the schools are not uh, anywhere close by. So it's a big sacrifice to send a kid to school. Usually it's far away. They have to rent a house somewhere else. Somebody in the family has to move with them over to wherever the school is. Maybe 5 or 10% of the people we start working with finish school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a big change. Uh, so definitely a big impact. And, 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 and going a little bit to your earlier question, we, in the beginning, we, we didn't really know even how to process it. We, it's not like we could hire some you know, you know, expert and right. fix a few things. Well, Manuel is a, is a mechanical engineer from, from UT, and he's helped figure a lot of the machines and, and the processing lines. So that, that's also been a, quite a challenge. But every, every market that we've opened, uh, it, it has been first just by going and start talking about this new ingredient we sell. Nowadays, we sell to places like well, definitely the U.S., Canada, Japan, Korea, Australia. So everywhere we went, it was like such a what? What, what is this? Uh, so, but but because it has omega three, because it has that protein, and a lot of these things are just generally recognized in the industry. Um, yeah, we're able able to open a lot of these markets, but the the impact is tremendous. We we're a privately held company, but even as a privately held company, we work with different organizations, international development organizations. We work with the mm. uh, United Nations Global Environmental Fund, for example. Mm. We do different projects um, with the German and the Dutch international cooperation. Uh, hopefully we'll get the U.S. Uh, international agency as well uh, as an alternative crop to coca. For, uh, now, is that is that a crop that could be grown... Um outside of Amazon, uh, in Africa, for example, to help tribes over there. Is that a model that you can export to other countries for, for sustainable um, agriculture? Well, there, there, uh, so the, um, the Latin name is Plucanetia volubilis lineo, and there's different Plucanetias throughout, throughout the world, but mm-hmm. this one with this particular nutrition is, is indigenous to Peru, but for example, uh, a few Chinese, um, a few Chinese uh, uh, companies and agencies, they came to Peru and they, they took some seeds with them and they planted it in China. It didn't work out, uh, but then they went around their neighboring countries. And I think they did it more as a as a way to uh, for food security, um, mm-hmm. nutrient dense food. And it grows. In, uh, nowadays, it grows. I've been to plantations of uh, such a inchi in, in 
Southeast Asia, like in Thailand, Laos. Right. Uh, the nutrition is different. Uh, it comes out, this is very common, uh, just in general, the, the eastern slope of the Andes that faces the Amazon, that's where all these superfoods are coming from, where all the magic happens. Right. Um, but, the, but when it's planted elsewhere, um, something different, something changes for whatever reason, the soil, etc. It's happened with maca, it's happened with, with um, just, just different plants, uh, but in the case of Satyanchi, uh, in Asia, for example, it has more omega-6 than omega-3, as opposed mm. to Satyanchi in Peru that has more omega-3 than less omega-6. Yeah. Uh, that's important because of the ratio of omega-3 to 6, omega-3 being more anti-inflammatory. Yes. Uh, but uh, it grows, so it, it has different... Um, it changes, the plant changes no, for whatever reason. But mm -hmm. it, there's, a, there's starting to be some attempts to, to grow it elsewhere. In general, P Peru is, is this very biodiverse country. To give you an example, we have 3,000 types of potatoes. And wow. the thing now is um, it's, it's made us be a, little bit, be, um, be a little bit more strategic because even though we have 3,000 types of potatoes, we import potatoes. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so now there's this push um, just to to be more strategic about our, our biogenetic resources. So yeah. a lot of these superfoods are are protected um, by a legal framework that only allows it to be um, exported as a processed good, so that we can create industry as well, which is what mm -hmm. we're doing here. But uh, yeah, I mean that, that's what usually happens with a lot of these. Superfoods. Okay. Um, all right. So, can you again uh, describe and maybe even show us uh, the different products that you are offering? Yes. Yes. We so we we started with um, we started with the oil. We cold press the seed, and we get this. We offer the oil both in a in a glass bottle like this. It's a yes. two hundred milliliter bottle. This has a table oil, and we also put it into small pouches, right. which, you know, it's on the go, just you can add it anywhere, salads, etc. I'm seeing a lot of people, and I do it myself with my coffee every day. I add it into coffee as a, kind of like the idea behind fat in coffee. Yeah. This is more of a, not so much the idea of MCT, which is quick energy. This is more of a sustained source of energy being fat. Mm. Uh, it's, it's more of a sustained uh, source of energy and, and because it's omega-3, our brains are made of omega-3, so it's a big boost, to right. cognitive boost as well. We make uh, the butters. Um, so we put the, the, the butters into small pouches. It, it's, we get a lot of input that it's like a nut butter or uh, it's, it's really a seed butter, but it tastes nutty. And, and we, and by putting it into a pouch, you're just able to knead it because it's very healthy fat. It separates. Yeah. So, you know, you need you need uh, the the pouch, and then you just tear the corner out and just nib it, or add it to to chocolate, uh, hot chocolate, or anything else you might. Right. Um, so we also have the line of snacks. Uh, so we have the the seeds. Sea salted, unsalted, caramelized. This is a small pouch. This is a five-serving pouch. This is a single ingredient. We uh, we just came up with a, with the um, with a, a ten a single-serving trays or boxes. 
that's yeah. going to be uh, online in a few weeks um and we caramelize them as well we chocolate coat them this is a little pouch of the caramelized uh we chocolate coat them um we also have so like i was saying we also have the line of um shakes uh which we used to throw away the cake but then we realized that it's excellent and protein it has uh, this is just original this is one ingredient it's uh, it's net carb zero as well uh, 60% protein so like in every serving you get in just one ingredient in every serving you get 18 grams of 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 protein in, in a 30 gram serving uh and it's mildly nutty from this uh uh protein we also make the different flavors of the shakes we do the, this is original this one for example is a combination of mostly uh, starseed uh, protein powder but we also add into it dif- different uh, superfoods from the amazon like maca kamukamu lucuma just uh, superfoods that we've always known but that are yep. fairly to, to the world this one is with um, cacao so basically such a inchi Uh, with such anti protein with cacao also from peru uh, because it's nutty, it, it goes really well with any chocolate like you were saying it goes really yeah. well with any chocolate nuts and chocolates are are a top flavor or a top combination but um, this this is sort of like an alternative as a nut free good so we have those four lines the the snacks with the seeds the butters the oils and the shakes right and the uh, protein shakes you can use in um, smoothies and shakes and juices whatever as a right. supplement yes it's making okay. good mark your turn well it's been thoroughly interesting so far well this um let's dive straight in um obviously you're you're going direct to the the people who are growing this so you're cutting out all the middlemen So that means obviously you're able to share a lot more of the, let's say the profits with the people who are actually growing it. And from what I've understood you're seeing the benefits of the increases in um, income that they're seeing. Um how do you see that uh improving going forward? Are you sort of making more investments into the local communities and so forth as a company or you know setting up schools and that type of thing? Yeah, I mean in general um we we started uh, we've seen that we are breaking vicious cycles and 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 that means that now we're not the only ones uh, working with with such agency there's you know there's more companies coming up with different types of things and, and now it's not such a huge risk for them mm. to venture out of their subsistence crops but um it has been very labor intensive and the the Uh, the reason why we cut any intermediaries is what we saw that a lot of the intermediaries um what ends up happening especially with a with a, a good that's not commo- that's not a commodity yet uh you know the intermediary will pay the lowest price they can get to the farmer and they will that highest price they can get to industry and and that doesn't get you know that that, that rarely ever benefits the farmer that's yeah. why farmers end up in this vicious cycle of poverty and just by going direct we're able to pay a uh, fair uh, fair so we're fair uh, fair trade certified but uh, even that certification is 
is um, doesn't get to tell the, our the whole story because we have to make a lot of um, it, it's sort of like a marriage like I like I often uh, tell our, our farming associates we it's it, it trust goes both ways because we also invest a lot with them you know we put hauling machines and we invest a lot of the time with the farm schools we certify them organic uh, so organic certification is it's a titanic job. The seed mm. is organic, and certifying our factory is very easy. We do it every year, but certifying hundreds of farmers in the Amazon rainforest is very labor and resource intensive. Mm. Very intensive, but um, but um, in in a way, all all this uh, allows us to work directly with the farmer for one to get full traceability, but also allow them to make sure that they learn how to work with the company, uh, which is something they had never done before. And, and, and for us too, as a company, we, we learn how to work with small farmers throughout. Mm. We pay um, uh, what we call safe. So, so what we do is in, in, at the farm level, we, we pay market price. And if the market price goes below, we have seen throughout the years to be uh, the, 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 the line where they was profitable or not, we pay what we call safety net price. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of farmers have been doing really well. And, and I say it's a commitment of, on both parts in a marriage because when we open markets, um, all of a sudden, a lot of intermediaries start showing up and they, they, they start knocking on the doors of, uh, of associated communities and they... They offer 10 more cents, they offer two more cents, and they offer 30 more cents, and we, we try to match that, right? Um, always, as long as it's um, part of just the, the market uh, growth. Uh, but there's also speculation as well, and there's also a lot of uh, um, uh, people that are looking for short, short-term gains. So we've learned... Um, Sort of throughout the years to to uh, handle that as 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 we've been opening new markets, uh, it's definitely a matter of a lot of trust, and uh, that's why we I mentioned times the presence is of is of we because we are buying seeds every week and it's a perennial plant producing a lot of seeds, uh, almost like a weed. We have to be there all the time, making sure that you know we're 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 staying close to. You know, it goes both ways, but, uh, but it's a big commitment also on, on our part. And we, you know, what drives us is is this vision that we have of, of um, this being a great alternative to thousands of farmers in, in the Amazon rainforest of Peru that have really no way out of their problems. And, uh, and we have this. Uh, so what we've seen is that the, the biodiversity in Peru can be the key to to solving a lot of problems, but it takes a lot of uh, vision and courage, and that's what we're working with uh, a lot of farmers. Excellent, excellent. Now, you've got quite a range of products already. Um, how do you decide what products you're going to go into? Is it a case of uh, seeing what you've got left over in the process and trying to use it, or uh, you know, is there more to come? There is more to come. It's in, in that sense, uh, Star City is, is very versatile. We, you know, we make all kinds of things. At my house, we, we even do milk out of it. Uh, or, or um, 
Uh, I mean, I, I make a, we also make this kind of like a meat analog of sorts, like a rice protein. We make burgers out of it. It, it. But in general, it's a staple in my house. But in, uh, in that sense, we take to market what we really enjoy. The first thing we took to market was oil. We love the oil. We, oh. I, you know, my kids eat it in every single meal. It's a, it's a very easy oil to, to, um, to eat, add it to salads, to just different food. It takes heat, um, and it's uh, in that sense uh, nine out of ten people are omega three deficient. Uh, yeah. So not not us, uh, not in our house. We um, so in that sense we take to market what we really enjoy. The butter is also something that we really enjoyed, and uh, we we put it into pouches as well because we were putting it into jars, and we we'd have to spend a lot of time just like trying to. So that it can it's easy to serve it. So as we, after you know, exercising our hand a lot just by trying to break that, uh, we put it into. Uh, the seed is something that that um, that we see the markets are also uh, very in tune with. Um, you know, it, it, it's very relatable to nuts, uh, to just different seeds. As as usually seeds, you have to sprinkle or be creative on how to apply. Um, so, and the seeds are something that native communities have been using in different ways um, as a whole seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, 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 the plant protein, uh, the, the, the smoothies and the shakes have grown massively in the last uh, several years. So, so it's a combination of what we like, what we see in the market uh, prefer and, you know, how we... We do a lot of research as well. We keep all throughout the world and see what people like. So it's a combination. Super, Jeff. Now, you said it's available in the States, in Canada, in Japan, and Australia. What about Europe? Is it available in Europe as well? Well, uh, Europe has quite a few regulations that we are trying to um, solve. Uh, the UK is a little bit uh, easier. Uh, it's a little bit more open, but... but uh, um, and, uh, the, so there's this rule in general in Europe called the novel food. Um, before anything that had had not officially entered the country before May of 1997, I believe, go through this um, uh, review process. Uh, and we luckily we've been able to to lift that for the for the oil. It took us quite a chunk of money because mm. we had to prove to the European Union that it's um, safe to consume. It's been consumed for three thousand years, but we have to we had to uh, you know test it, test the heck out of it, and, and uh, uh, we were given approval. Uh, now we're working on the approval. Um, we still uh, cater the, the the personal care market, for example, the cosmetic market doesn't require that, but the yeah. food uh, does. Um, and we're starting to get some traction in Europe. It's just regulation is just a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can look forward to seeing that in the shops in Europe as well, then fairly soon. Yes, fairly soon. Yes, uh, we're working really hard on that, and it should be really soon. Excellent, excellent. Now, one of the things you mentioned sort of at the top of the show was that you bought a, you know, a whole um, tract of land because it was dirt cheap. Um, 
can anybody buy land in Peru? Is that something that uh, you know people can get together and, in, and invest in land with a view to opening up the farmers to use? Yep, yep. Um, so it's an open economy. You can, as a foreigner, you can buy land, be protected by law. Um, there's parts of the jungle, of course, that are protected and and they're uh, conservation areas. But um, but you can but you know I I personally bought land from a previous owner. Um, it's registered. Uh, in the beginning, we, we we used our own land, sort of like uh, figure things out and how to plant uh, this. And, but uh, now it's become pretty much just a forest. So we are mm. whenever we want to, you know, we want to try something. We use it sort of like as a research station. But a hundred percent of our raw material is coming from small farmers, not from our own land. Uh, mm. Just uh, we use it as a research station on how to play around and try different things, and, and really I see it as a great uh, real real estate investment. Uh, mm. Forest, um, you know, in some of our land, I have um, I have whole communities living in there, and uh, they've you know asked permission to to be there. We have a I I have a um, uh, one of my pieces of land is I gave a, a, I you know. The community came to me and they requested that we um, give away a piece of land for their school. So there's like schools and but sort of like a, as a great place um, just to own and protect a piece of forest. Uh, oh. I own a minuscule, mini, minuscule part of, of the region we are in, but it, 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 I think it's a great example of, of, of what can be done. Oh. Excellent, excellent. Now, you've given us a huge amount of information today. Where can people find out more about, you know, the company, what you do, the products, your sort of uh, um, good actions, as it were, as well, you're doing in Peru? Well, we, so we have a um, fairly basic um, website. It's uh, iamstarseed.com, uh, mm. to be upgraded. Um, and we're trying to communicate a lot through Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. You can find at, uh, at the handle at I am Starseed, and we uh, we try to tell there uh, not only about our products but also about you know where the, where where this is coming from and some of the things that are happening happening up in the in the jungle and um, that's where you can find us. And, Excellent. Uh, we're, we're we're as of now we are only selling on Amazon.com. Mm -hmm. uh, the brand store is uh, Starseed. And that's where you can find the line of snacks, shakes, butters, and oils. Uh, soon, uh, we'll probably most likely venture into our own site and, mm -hmm. uh, and also a few different online platforms. And, uh, and with that, we'll also, uh, most likely go, be going into a few stores. And now we're just trying to navigate these new waters for us of the, of the consumer uh, package good. Uh, going direct to consumer, but it's been always the it's always been the idea to get to the consumer with to be able to tell the full story. Uh, when we sell the ingredients, sometimes these ingredients fly, you know, they're in a formulation, so they kind of go unnoticed. So the idea was to build the chain of value before we could get to to the um, to the consumer, and with that that already in place, uh, we are able to tell now the story through our own brand. So. Excellent. Right. Right. Since uh, since you're on Amazon, 
It probably would be an easy step to be uh, into Whole Foods because Whole Foods is owned by Amazon now. Yes, yes, absolutely. There, there's so much. Um, I mean, Amazon is just like a monster by itself. It's, it's, there's so much to figure out still, and there's so many ways to to still develop our our market on Amazon. But definitely, the next stage is to go into into Whole Foods and into stores, so people can actually pick the product when they go shopping. Yeah, and that's a whole different ball game for you. It's uh, it's a huge step, I'm sure. Yes. But uh, your packaging is gorgeous. I mean, you're already doing everything right, so I don't see where it could be. It's uh, just a matter of getting people to understand what your product is about. And, and we forgot to mention that because it is a plant product, it's also uh, uh, acceptable to vegans and vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, ready for the closing? Did you want to add anything else? Well, I just want to say that that, that um, uh, we have had amazing um, input from a lot of people as we've uh, been uh, promoting our product in different places, and um, people are, are really um, in tune with our vision and and. Protecting the rainforest and of, of of bringing in positive change and and that's you know that's a big a big reason uh, of why we are doing um, all of this uh, with um, where this is coming from and you know people realizing the value of, of starseed and and not only the impact that it has on, at the local level in, in Amazon but also on on their own health, um, you know, as, as a very nutrient-dense um, food, and so it brings it brings um, positive impact all throughout. And people are really in tune with with joining our mission. Uh, so, so I invite everyone to to visit us on on our on our Instagram account and to to join us and help create change. I think it's very important, not only um, for consumers. For, because it's a very healthy product, but the impact is tremendous. Hmm. So right. I invite right. everyone to connect. All right. Ready for the closing then? Indeed. Here we go. Thank you again, Wallace, for being on the Low Carb Video Show. And as we say in Texas, a votre santé, y'all. <laughs> I bet you didn't hear that in Austin. <laughs> I thought they said that all the time in Austin, Alan. Only in, uh, uh, in in the French quarters. Oh, right in the French quarter, of course. I didn't didn't realize that sort of subtle um, difference there. Yes. Right. Thank you again, uh, Wallace, for being on the show, and uh, we wish you uh, great success. Which sounds like you've done all the hard work now, and uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if you keep on growing. Well, I really appreciate both Alan and Mark your invitation. I, I, I value a lot uh, your your invitation because it's super important for us to get the message out. So thank you very much.